say it again, please, Rabbit? Howdy, folks. Please keep your hands and arms inside the train. You threw off my groove. <laughs> Not right now. You're getting your wishes, so sit down! <laughs> Definitely, it has to be on like AFI's top 100 list of like movies not to Eddie watch. Eddie Murphy, Eddie Murphy's <laughs> finest performance. <laughs> Actually, he was not that bad. He could, he worked with what he what he had. Evers and Evers. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't the worst part of it. No, his child bride. She couldn't <laughs> act. <laughs> we could start the episode. Yeah, what's the house? Oh, all right. Yeah, okay. I can't wait to hear this review any longer. I <laughs> sat through, Andrew and I both sat through the Haunted Mansion movie. So hopefully this... Wait, this... say the intro. Oh, I know, I'm going to. Oh. oh. <laughs> Let's do it, right now. <laughs> Hi everyone, and welcome to Disney Philhar Podcast, where three Disney-obsessed former cast members relive the magic and learn facts they should already know. I'm Laura, and I'm here with Allison and Andrew. Hello. Hello. Serpents and spiders, tail of a rat, calling the spirits, wherever the rat. rat. Okay, does it bother anyone else her ending that sentence with a preposition? Ah! <laughs> Laura? Yes, it bothers me a little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit. What oh, else man. is going to rhyme with rat? A lot of Cat. things. Calling yeah. the Bat. spirits. Bat. And all of the cats. From the cave with the bats. <laughs> and the one-eyed cat. Just those. <laughs> and the one-eyed cat. Any questions? Oh, yeah, there was original. I guess there was supposed to be a one-eyed cat in the attraction. Never made it to... He got swept away on the cutting room floor. Got its way onto a tombstone, though. <laughs> yeah, he's... He's, uh, he can be found in the queue now in Walt Disney World. And Laura knows it's a he, apparently. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> all cats are girls, all dogs are boys. Science. Oh, is that like a rule Science. in Laura world? Yeah. Science. That's just what my brain <laughs> thinks. <laughs> well, I'm trying to think of famous Disney cats and like Marie, so is obviously a girl. It, so is Cheshire Cat as a girl? No, and neither is Lucifer or Figaro. <laughs> like cats. But not. In fact, we had a, cat, a boy cat named Figaro when we That's were true. Uh, kids. So, yeah, Laura, you've known this is untrue for quite some time. <laughs> That's true. I can't help it. All right. Okay. Well, um, well, so this week, David S. Pumpkins took the world by storm. Yeah. <laughs> it definitely happened. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I think a new Tower of Terror overlay with David S. Pumpkin could, could happen. Spooky. Right, like my roundup question. David S. Pumpkin's everything. I know, too bad. We did the episode a few, well, only a couple days too early. We could have had David S. Pumpkins as part I know, of it was our perfect because there's the Tower of Terror. Yeah, well, it actually came out the same day our, that episode aired. The same day our Tower of Terror episode aired. So maybe they were uh, on some level linked. We're the trendsetters. We know that. Yeah, I'd like to think so. <laughs> you know, uh, SNL got the idea from us. Right. So also this week, uh, I'm just going to say we're going to call this segment from now on in our show 
Rivers of Light corner, aka <laughs> what's happening with Rivers of Light this week. And uh, so the rumor is it's, it's happening right around the corner. No. And, uh, May around the corner. <laughs> I know. Uh, so November 18th, question mark? Really? Yeah. And it was reported that cast member, one cast member commented this was the best thing they've ever seen in their life. What? What? No. Watching its rehearsals. <gasps> Whoa. And so they're rehearsing it. I think I think that this November 18th is, is a lot more promising than the last rumor we heard, so. Well, it's more exciting, too, because the last rumor was May, wasn't it? Yeah, that one was crazy. I didn't believe that one. Oh. I, I would... It would be so awesome to see it when we go in December. I know. Especially... And what else uh, came out this week was that they're having another thing start in November, especially for us. I'm starting to think that... Right, they know they we're heard, coming. We were coming. And they're like, let's roll out the red carpet. Uh, yeah. What is... What bring is out uh... Rivers of Light. Let's bring Once Upon a Time over from Tokyo. <gasps> yeah. Which is going to be the new uh, castle projection show at Magic Kingdom. Replacing huh. Celebrate the Magic. Have you heard anything? I, I kind of... I wasn't on Twitter too much this week. But have you heard anything from people who have seen the show in Tokyo? And have they said it was good? they say it was good oh some people say that the show is so powerful just the illuminations on the castle that there isn't a need for fireworks but a magic kingdom has already been testing new fireworks what their park's been closing really where'd you hear that don't worry about it Uh oh i got my sources (gasps) got an insider oh that's right i do is it marge what (laughs) (laughs) i'm sleeping marge you watching them with you watching them test a new show, Mark? Trying to sleep sounds like gunshots. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I got my own kid. I don't care about the other kids. I'm trying to go to bed. <laughs> that little Roz Tsum Tsum is staring at us. She's yes, pod- also, yeah, we have a new podcast mascot. Yeah. Little Roz Tsum makes me think of Marge every single time I look at her. <laughs> Somehow Raj and Mars are very, are very similar. <laughs> Maybe they're related. Who knows? They, they both have see. moles. <laughs> have we seen them in the, in the same room at the same time? We have not. We Wait, have not. Wait, does Marge provide the voice then for Roz in Laugh Floor? Oh. Who knows? She picked up an OT shift to yeah. record it. <laughs> I was just in here sweeping and I started talking. And, <laughs> and he said, that voice, that golden voice. I was like, ah, his gum is stuck everywhere. <laughs> did, did they have her rehearse say like, Say Mike Wazowski. What? <laughs> Give us your best Mike Wazowski. Mike Wahoo? <laughs> what, it's the irony is that Marge works for Disney, but doesn't know anything about any of the rides or the movies. <laughs> for me, Epcot stands for every paycheck comes on Thursday, sweetheart. Never, <laughs> never late with a check. Never late. Hey, she knows things. She might not yeah. have... Lots of things, but she knows the things. Fool me Please. once. <laughs> with, a, with a late check, I'm out of here. <laughs> well, I think the happy haunts have received our sympathetic vibrations. Whoa, and they've become, begun to materialize. All right, so should we get started on the, the Haunted Mansion Halloween episode? Ooh. Yes. Halloween's this week, this coming week. Can't yeah, believe it. Soon. So naturally, we did... We decided to 
to this week's episode on the famed and beloved attraction, the Haunted Mansion. Ah, ah, ah. Yeah, this was one of the original attractions that opened with the Magic Kingdom on October 1st, 1971. Yeah. And, yeah, one of the OG... OG Attractions was located in the Liberty Square section of the park. And according to Disney, guests will embark on a spine-tingling tour through an eerie haunted estate, home to ghosts, ghouls, and supernatural surprises. Creepies and crawlies. Truth, yeah. I've seen it. I've seen it. Yeah, me too. Well, it was fun to research this because it has such a lengthy history. Oh my gosh. And so I'm excited to share it with you guys. And a lot of the Imagineer greats participated in the concept art and the style and the design uh, and the music of this. Uh, of, uh, <laughs> hey, don't don't ah! dare! <laughs> now, they every little detail in this attraction is pretty much linked to a famed Imagineer, so it's very impressive. Try to restrain any. DMX impressions. Well, at least hold until we introduce him. <laughs> I got I a lot of DMX is already a lot of info in. coming down the pike. I'm ready. Okay. So, did you guys know that the Haunted Mansion was originally planned to be a walkthrough style attraction? Whoa. Oh. Hey, that reminds me of the original tension for Pirate to the Caribbean. Right. Yeah. Exercise. How different would that be? Yeah, it's kind of weird to think about it. Hike it exercise yeah and and fight through crowds or i guess they would crowd control it it would be but... tough though it'd have to be like one little tiny line you know to have everyone has to stay in so you can see left you can see right you're not looking over people's heads you know yeah that'd be tough yeah it was like like the maharaja jungle track where you get people just stopped in the middle right <laughs> they they park if there's a good animal yeah no one's trekking park <laughs> yeah <laughs> No trekking in the Jungle Trek. And so it was originally planned that way is because it was supposed to resemble a classic haunted house attraction going back to the 50s. And it was around that time in the early 50s where Walt actually expressed interest in having a ghost-style haunted attraction in Disneyland. And he had such... What was the best? I know! Who would... It just is such a, a crazy concept to... And it fits. It somehow fits in Disneyland, but it's such a crazy, wild concept to think of a theme park having a haunted house like that. Right? Yeah. Perfect. But uh, Walt, he loved the Winchester Mystery House and the Hearst Castle, and so he wanted to make something like that. And so the first concept art for this attraction was done by Harper Goff, and he was just creating the overall look of the mansion itself. He, he did this black and white sketch of like an old rundown mansion at the creepy end of a path uh, coming from Main Street. And on this path they had like a church and a graveyard so it was like super spooky. And Imagineer Ken Anderson, who was also enlisted by Walt to help with this project, once he saw the artwork, he got started on the story. So when the concept art was shown to Disney, however, he didn't like it at all. He said he thought it was, you know, rundown, he didn't like the look of it. He wanted everything to be, to, you know, mimic everything else in Disneyland, which was pristine and clean and very nice looking. So he just didn't think this decrepit 
old rundown mansion would fit very nicely into into Disneyland. So he, and he's quoted saying, we'll take care of the outside and let the ghosts take care of the insides because he really did want this attraction to look tip-top shape. Has to. Yeah. So that's where the old rundown mansion idea died. Wah, wah, <laughs> wah. And so regarding, so the, the, the attraction had, you know, it was slow moving, you know, it got them, it took them a long time to eventually build the story for this attraction. And before they settled on the final, you know, what we see today, there were a lot of different ideas floating around and a few interesting concepts that were coming together for this attraction and floating around in uh, the Imagineers' heads, specifically Ken Anderson, who created a few original stories for this attraction. So. One of his original stories revolved around a pirate named Captain Gore and his bride. Oh. Yeah, he also considered a retelling of the Legend of Sleepy Hollow from the Headless Horseman's perspective. That's neat. That would be interesting. Yeah, and another story involves a sea captain. And so I've heard him referred to as Captain Blood, (laughs) but then there's also a tomb in the new queue at Walt Disney World where it is a, a different sea captain. I can't remember the name, but it's not Captain Blood, but I, it, I think it all kind of ties into, I think a lot of different ideas were floating around at the time, but a lot of them were tied into the sea, which would be fitting for, for Disneyland because the Pirates of the Caribbean attraction was so popular and Pirates and Haunted Mansion were both going to be located in the, the New Orleans Square area of Disneyland. So for those to kind of tie into each other would kind of make sense. And there's another story of this family, the Blood family, I guess this would go with with Captain Blood, living in Bloodmere Manor, and he and his family met their death at the mansion. So a lot of crazy stories floating around. In fact, you can see Mark Davis, uh, another famed Imagineer, he did a portrait of Captain Blood in, and it's actually in the Walt Disney World version in the portrait room. So it's like the creepy sea captain portrait, and you'll know it. Yeah. yeah. When you see it, it's like, whoa, yeah, I totally remember it. It's so creepy looking. And that's Captain Blood? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, that was... Mm-hmm. But the tombstone out front in the queue is just like, you know, like, for all the captain's ideas that were once lost, you know? So yeah, this says the crypt in the queue is actually Captain Culpepper Klein. So it's kind of interesting. I don't know if that was one of the original captains, that one of the names that were floating around. But this idea of a sea captain, whether it be Captain Culpepper Klein or the portrait Captain Blood, it all kind of was circulating at the time. You know, the idea of integrating him or making him the main character for the Haunted Mansion was very real. Captains are creepy. Yeah. It would have been creepy to have. Seen some stuff. That concept art is so freaky looking. Ugh. Ugh, like scary or ugh, like. (laughs) You don't like it. Oh, like scary. Oh, okay. It's, it's terrifying. Yeah. You'll have to, we'll have to check it out in person when we go. Another fun fact that kind of ties into the sea captain theme is that the weather vane atop the mansion in Disneyland is a ship. So maybe a, a nod to the original story idea. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, at this point, the attraction is still being dreamt up as a walkthrough style attraction. And at the end of it, you know, where the where everybody kind of feeds into would be they would end at a museum of the weird 
and this was going to feature oddities and strange things like voodoo art artifacts and like portraits. The Museum. Yeah, or like Madame Tussauds or something. Yeah. Portraits that would change. A chair that would stand up and talk to guests. It's kind of weird. So even though the marketing team printed the Haunted Mansion as an attraction on the uh, the Disneyland maps as early as 1958, they didn't announce the original opening of the attraction until 1961. And the announcement, they said, okay, in two years, in 1963, the attraction will will be open and ready for guests. Which is a little premature because... Construction began in 1962, <laughs> and only the exterior of the mansion would be completed by 63. <laughs> so they had this beautiful antebellum-style mansion that would fit so perfectly into New Orleans or, like, the Deep South, and, you know, like the... Skeleton key. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the reason that they kind of lost track of time, well, the, the ride itself, the attraction in Disneyland, didn't open until 1969. What? Yeah, so much later than they had Ten originally... Ten years on the map? Right, and since and the original artwork and story ideas were in the early '50s, so it's crazy to to think it took that long. But mostly, it's attributed to Disney's involvement in the 1964 and 65 World's Fair, and then also uh, Walt passing away in 1966. That kind of shook things up a lot. Yeah, so the delayed opening sparked a lot of rumors as to why it hadn't opened yet. So everybody, you know, was sharing these rumors. They were going around about how maybe somebody was scared to death in the attraction while going through and testing it. It was kind of creepy. It's because they couldn't find the right sacrifice for the new ride. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so once once Walt passes, and and that coupled with the fact that this rumor's going around and that <laughs> someone died in the attraction, and also the fact that this beautiful mansion is there, it's on the map, people know about it, they're excited, there's so much anticipation... So Imagineer soon made finishing this attraction one of their main priorities. And like I said, it was tough to do after Walt's tragic death, as you can imagine. So Imagineers were grieving the loss of their fierce leader. But it was also difficult to move forward because Walt never really signed off on what the final theme would be. In fact, one thing Walt was strongly against was an Omnimover-style attraction. He was he was really adamant. I know. Uh-oh. Yeah. He was <laughs> Don't look, Walt. Yeah, he was like so adamant about keeping it a walkthrough haunted house. That was his original idea. So it was a difficult but ultimately necessary decision to make the switch to the Doom Buggies. Uh, Imagineers had good reasons. Uh, one of them was the sheer volume of guests alone. With the Omnimover Doom Buggies, not only did they have the ability to move guests quickly through the attraction to solve concerns for the high volume, but they were also able to completely control what the guests see and where the buggy faced during each section of the, the ride. So they really had a lot of control over what the guests could see and what they couldn't see. So it was all very carefully crafted. And it kind of fits into the, the theme that you're supposed to be wandering around a creepy haunted house alone with only a friend or two. You know, if you were in a big, big, huge group walking through, it may not have the same effect as if you're when you're in the doom buggy and it kind of closes you off to the rest of the, the world. You know, you don't really see the other lines of buggies too much and it really kind of isolates you there and makes it more creepy. I always liked the Doom Buggies because it gave me, like, the floating through it. Yeah, you know? it was so smooth. And... Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And it, you definitely, you're definitely isolated in it because I know I always try when I'm with, a, you know, with you guys or mom or whatever, I always try to, like, turn around and see the other person or we always try to scare the other, yeah. other group, <laughs> the other part of the group. But you can, never, you can just, like, 
barely reach the other one and you can't get their attention can't see them oh my gosh somebody ever. scared me once though they <laughs> reached over and like grabbed the side of it and i was like ah <laughs> was it a stranger yeah it's <laughs> terrifying but funny <laughs> but yeah, you do really feel like you're the only person in there yeah it is. that's the cool part like your peripheral is peripheral is all <laughs> yeah peripheral periphery yeah. peripheral it's just like you're just going through with your friend yeah like yeah. you wanted exactly. exactly yeah yeah so hopefully walt didn't mind too much about the change let's just say he was okay with it <laughs> Did he? Maybe he didn't realize that people were going to become very lazy. Yes, that too. <laughs> and I'm sure he would appreciate how it's accommodating to people in wheelchairs and stuff like that. So, and the, I don't know. Maybe he didn't even realize how popular it would be. It was an immensely popular attraction, along with all the others. <laughs> so one of the reasons it was so popular is because guests never had seen anything like this. So, and pirates had such great success and. This growing anticipation of the super scary brand new ride. And they had a pretty intense marketing campaign going at the time too. Guests were coming in droves to experience the Haunted Mansion. So it was good that they chose the Doom Buggies. But it did pose a challenge for the Imagineers because instead of doing one illusion for an audience in a room, for example, they had to find a way to continually recreate it for the stream of endless Doom Buggies that were coming down the pike. So they had to... <laughs> find a way to recreate this illusion or keep a consistent illusion going, which proved to be a little bit of a challenge. Nothing that couldn't be done. They got this. So Imagineer still needed to nail down a storyline for the soon-to-be iconic attraction. Walt gave Imagineers a lot of creative freedom when they were coming up with ideas, but like I said, he wasn't there to officially sign off on anything. And it made things interesting because there seemed to have been two schools of thought in the planning process scary versus comedy and i think it's pretty evident throughout the attraction that we even know and experience today is that there was a, a mix of both scary and a comedic factor to it oh yeah for, for me sure. for me it's like you enter and this room is stretching and there's a guy who hung himself and that's the only way out and then at the end, it's like, grim, grinning, ghosts, come out and socialize. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, happy, happy, happy. Yeah, they kind of want like, you to leave. deep, dark, depressing. Right? Happy hunts. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Materialize. But you can see how it's like half and half, like almost perfect. Yeah, you know? definitely. Yeah. Yes. You truly are scared and joyous at the same time. Yeah. So when it got to designing and creating and, and making this attraction a reality... Anyone who was anyone was working on this attraction. So Imagineer, give it to you. <laughs> Imagineers like Yell Gracie, Ro Rolly Crump, Claude Coates, Existencio, Mark Davis, and of course Exitencio. our favorite Existencio. <laughs> all contributed to this attraction, among others. And we actually talked a little bit about Yell Gracie last week, where Andrew told a story about a ghostly figure that haunts the mansion the man with the cane. And Gracie played such a large role in creating the visual effects for this attraction. He and Imagineer Rolly Crump were the masters of, as Walt would say, illusioneering. And they created most of the stunning visual effects for the ride, most notably the ballroom scene. There are a lot of really impressive scenes. Yeah. So the ballroom scene, which, what other ones? And the stretching room scene. Oh. 
And actually, Rolly Crump was the one who designed that iconic wallpaper that we all know and love. Ooh, the spooky eyes. In the background yeah. of my phone right now. Yeah. Andrew back... uh, was so kind to send it around to us, and I put it on my phone and on my computer work. Ooh. Ooh. So thank you. You're welcome. I wish it was a GIF and the eyes glue. Oh, that'd and, be cool. Oh. And then it would go back to purple, and then it would go to dark with the eyes glue. Anyway. That would be cool. Volume. Too much battery. Yeah. Mm, a lot of battery. I digress. Imagineer Claude Coates was credited with pioneering the use of ultraviolet light and special effects for an extra spooky feel, and he created the environments within the attraction using this technique. So it's kind of the first time that that technique was used, those ultraviolet lights, which is pretty pretty cool. And Claude Coates was very tall. Was he? Yes. Oh. Two coats, I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, well, Claude and Mark Davis, rumor has it that they had pretty, pretty strong opposing views for direction and vision on this project. Kind of oh. ties back into the scary versus comedy debate. Coates wanted a, a creepy, scary mansion, and Davis wanted it to be more fun and lighthearted. I was gonna bet that Mark Davis was the one who wanted the fun parts. Yeah. You could just tell from his drawings. Right, exactly, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure, yeah. I mean, it feels like the the attraction is... It seems to all work and flow together, but, I mean, if you really look at it with a somewhat of a judge, judgmental eye, maybe, you can see how it's kind of choppy a little bit. It doesn't quite, you know? I mean, you can see how they, they were struggling with the scary versus comedy themes. But I think it works. I know it works. Yeah. So Coates' vision was more ominous and eerie, as we said. It, uh, perhaps it was kind of most evident in the the first portion of the attraction, you know, when you're going through the corridor of doors and you're seeing all the freaky paintings and the changing and the lightning. And it's much more creepy until, you know, and like you said, at the very end, the song's playing, things, crazy things are happening. It's, it's much more fun. Uh, Davis's style, like you said, Allison, can be seen in the Hitchhiking Ghosts, the Graveyard, the Singing Bus, the Ballroom characters, and he even painted the original portraits in the Stretching Room. Definitely the Stretching Room is yeah. comical. And, he wanted, and Davis wanted to create a, a less cohesive design and make it more fun with gags, and you can kind of see this is pretty apparent in the, in the Graveyard scene, for sure. Yeah, people popping up out of nowhere, like comedic, out, funny out. scare, you know, that yeah. easy popping up behind gravestones. Right, yeah, yeah. You have yeah. the coffin shaking and moving that's really freaky with the raven, and then it's yeah, like, Yeah, that's before you out. get to that part. Let yeah. And you know what? I you think Exitencio did the voice for that, by the way. Let me out! I think that's one of the things that gives it its charm, though. Is hey. It's not 100%. It's 50% scary, 50% fun. So... I agree. That's yeah. maybe that's like one of the things that makes all of Disney so perfect is it's like 50% fun and 50% devoted to its theme. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. I will agree with that for sure. So our boy X <laughs> wrote the script for Pirates of the Caribbean, so naturally Walt wanted him to create the script for the Haunted Mansion as well. X is quoted saying there were two schools of thought on it, comical or scary. I was kind of leaning towards the scary part of it, but you've got to think of kids and stuff like that. So what we hear today is X's original script for the, the attraction. And I think it fits perfectly. The voice of the ghost host is someone we can also recognize from Pirates of the Caribbean, and that's Paul Frees, because he is known for the 
spooky phrase. Dead men tell no tales. And Ludwig von Drake. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. I mean, I think X's script really kind of pulls it all together. For some reason, it just it makes the maybe the two very different, you know, comedy versus scary. They're so different, but for some reason, the script kind of pulls it all together. Yeah, this music. is one of my this is one of my favorite favorite things about the ride. I think the script is perfect. It's so well written. All the the choice yeah. of of vocabulary he uses is crazy. So great. I, yeah, it's my it's this is my favorite uh, component of the ride for sure. Yeah, and of course, I mean, like so many talented Imagineers and so many so many geniuses really working on this attraction together. It was kind of destined to become an instant classic. Regardless of the opposing views, somehow it works. Yeah, yeah. and I know that the original um, kind of take of this was supposed to have a raven that was actually narrating the attraction as the ghost host, but yeah. the plans changed. Uh, he's still seen like all over the ride today, though, and it was a big shout out, fist bump, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Definitely a shout out to Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Super cool. Yeah, and the so the Haunted Mansion in Walt Disney World opened, as I said, with the park in October of 1971, complete with the Raven, although the the ex, he's not, no longer the ghost host, but he was still there, even though that was in Disneyland. So we didn't have to wait nine years on the map? No. No? Yeah. It was already done? And... Exactly, yes. And despite its very different exterior, it's similar to the original attraction in Disneyland. Very similar, in fact. Uh, they, when they were creating the audio animatronics, the sets, the props for the original ride in Disneyland, they made duplicates knowing that the mansion in Walt Disney World would be opening shortly after. So they were prepared, and both rides are awesome. And the Walt Disney World Mansion is a little longer, it's in a, a little bigger of a space than the one in California, and instead of that antebellum or pre-war style mansion of the Deep South that you would see like in, in New Orleans, the mansion in Florida has a gothic revival kind of style, which was popular in the early 19th century. Hmm. And so I think it's is... creepier than the antebellum. Yeah. I mean, I think I that's just the one I associate with and stuff most. like that, but... Yeah. Ooh. You know? Creepy. Both are very creepy. Uh, and so, yeah, that's all I have for the history of the attraction. Stonework on a building, though. Lots it's of... It's creepier. Yeah. You know? Ooh, I love the bats in the... The gates, at the top of the gates. Ooh. Ooh. Super creepy, but... Yeah, it's kind of attention interesting to, detail, to... Attention to detail, attention to detail. It's just yeah. so good. Kind of seeing how everything comes together. And these really impressive illusions that you still see in the ride today, it's kind of crazy to think, okay, well, in 1969, you know, when it originally came out, it still holds up. They're still, they're still so tricky, the ballroom scene specifically. But I'll let Allison get into that. Well... A little caveat. So, just following up to your comment about the ballroom, technology of how they do it with the how they project the images of the ghosts. Uh huh. I'm not gonna just not gonna say it. <laughs> I don't want to know. You don't know. I don't think anybody wants to know. 
You want to know? We oh. already know. Okay. I don't want to know. <laughs> so do you want to, well, like, earmuff it? or? <laughs> no, we don't have to reveal it. It's... I don't think people want to know. They're ghosts, Allison. Just tell them. They're ghosts, and they love it there. Okay, so if anyone's interested in finding out how it works, there's plenty of information <laughs> online and even some diagrams on Google Images of how it's all set up. So check it out if you're interested. And also, I... Uh, don't be bad, but I don't want to know how they do the stretching room. <gasps> I saw... Okay, I know a little what? bit about it. <laughs> yeah. I, I still... Part of the the greatness of this ride for me is I don't know how this like i don't know if this haunted room is actually stretching or risk my imagination <laughs> uh and i like to pretend that this chamber actually has no windows and no doors so that i meet that challenge of finding a way out okay fair so, enough so here is my walkthrough version of the ride with no spoilers <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they updated the queue quite a bit. I think in 2011, uh, it used to just be uh, nothing. I mean, it used to just be a line along Rivers of America, and there was a, grave, a little mini graveyard out front, and then you would be inside, right? Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, so they added a whole bunch of new stuff outside uh, to sort of liven up the queue. It seems to be the trend uh, in recent Disney World history right there. Making all these queues way more fun because got to keep people entertained, I guess. More people going, more people in line. Got to keep those queues. people smiling. Andrew loves the queues. Love those queues. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, and I'm sure you would love this queue because it's pretty neat. There's so much to play with and so many little Easter eggs around. There are there's a like a little hall of busts. Uh huh. There's many many more gravestones, as you mentioned. The what's it called? Now, mausoleums. Oh, right. right? Uh-huh. Some gravestones um, move. Yeah, yeah. So much cool stuff. Lots of... There's one um, giant musical interactive thingy where you push on different things and different noises and different sounds happen, and you can play these ghostly instruments. Uh, some of the graves in the graveyard are nods to Imagineers who worked on the original ride in... Yeah. in Disneyland. So there's one for Mark Davis, funny guy Mark Davis. Yeah. And his says, in memory of our patriarch, dear departed Grandpa Mark. Whoa. Mm. And guess who also has one? Uh oh. Our fave Imagineer. Uh, better be a dog. <laughs> so his <What>? says, <laughs> oh. <laughs> his says, Requiescat. Okay, I don't know how to say this word. R e q u i e s c a t. Requiescat, right? Yeah. Requiescat. Yeah. Requiescat. Francis Xavier. No time off for good behavior. Oh. It doesn't say. Gonna give it to you. <laughs> it's definitely gonna be G O N. D M X. G O N apostrophe. <laughs> Gone. Yeah. <laughs> Give it to you. Why? So once you get oh. into the, once you enter the building, which by the way, the ride is not located in what you know to be the building. Oh. I guess it's it's like a facade. Well, I mean it is a real building, but 
once you're actually on the Omnimover, uh, loaded up on the Doom buggies, that's you're not you're not in what you know to be the haunted mansion. Oh, there must be a back part. Huh. Probably just a big rectangle. <laughs> okay, so once you enter the building, you come across some spooky cast members. They're in like spooky modes. They they're not friendly. Mm-mm. They're creepy and oh. look alive. <laughs> they say, oh, move your bodies into the dead center your of the cold, room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dead bodies into yeah. the dead center of the room. <laughs> corpses so once you're in this is the stretching room and you hear some of this this awesome narration written by our fave ex Atencio Mm -hmm. if I could just stop talking myself and play this narration for you for the rest of the podcast I would play that straight through because it's so good I love the ghost host voice Yeah. but instead you're gonna get me reading it Your cadaverous pallor betrays an aura of foreboding, almost as though you sense a disquieting metamorphosis. And you've officially been dubbed a foolish mortal. Yes. Here, now that you're in the stretching room, uh, the ghost host asks, you know, is this haunted room actually stretching? Or is it your imagination? And you see, you know, you can look up you look around, there are no doors. As he mentions, there's no windows. So how are you going to get out? Yeah. As we mentioned before, the art in this stretching room uh, comes in the form of portraits on the wall done by Mark Davis. And the the portraits are longer than as they first appeared when you walked into the room. So as you're hearing, as you're being told there's no way to escape, you know, you start to look up and see people in, in dire situations. Yeah. And then you look up, and there's a dead body hanging from the ceiling. Oh my gosh. And there's like an, ah! That's the only way out. Uh, that's it. It's the only way out. Well, there's another way out, and you can just see where the group of people is already huddled by that door. Yeah. I never know what the door is going to be. Oh, I, just, I think it's under the, follow the, under the girl with the umbrella, right? Or is, is it? it different every time? I don't know. It doesn't have a know. door. Well, the, yeah, that's right. No windows, <laughs> no, no windows, doors. No windows and no doors. I know what else. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> so, uh, the ghost host is actually going to be with you through, throughout the whole ride, so that's kind of interesting, and I feel like one of the, I mean, sort of similar to Rod Serling in The Twilight Zone, welcomes you to the ride, narrates the ride, and then, yeah. you know, uh, leaves you, which you... There's narration during Pirates of the Caribbean, but you don't really get the same feel that you're being, you know, hosted by someone. Yes. So, uh, I like that about this ride. Is I love that there's the ghost host. Yeah, me too. He's kind of sassy, you know? Yeah, so... He's got a toot. Once you're loaded up on your Doom buggy, which is the name of the ride vehicle, it just looks like a little... I don't know. What does it look uh, like? It's like a little... Tilt-a-whirl. Black clamshell. Like yeah. A black clamshell. Doesn't that look like the... Or black tilt-a-whirl things. Yeah. Half a teacup. Half a jelly bean. Take the other side <laughs> of the teacup, flip it up top. <laughs> so, yeah, you could fit two people in there, three if you squeeze, and it's small, smaller people, kids. Yeah. You can fit three. And then you get get scolded if you try to touch the lap bar. <laughs> yeah. Or even if you don't touch it. The ghost host insists 
that he will lower it for you. <laughs> yes. And he... What a generous ghost. ...warns the spirits will materialize only if you remain quietly seated at all times. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Yes. Don't act up. It's true. It's true. I, I would be afraid to, to make the ghost host mad. So I always listen. Oh, yeah. Don't touch that lap bar. <laughs> right? So, you're on the rise. It's very scary. And you start moving through different rooms of the mansion, which present themselves as different scenes. So there's the portrait hallway, the library with busts. The library here is filled with priceless first editions. Only ghost stories, of course. <laughs> <laughs> ghost writers! <laughs> yes, all the ghost writers. <laughs> So after the library, there is the famous warning that there are 999 happy haunts, but room for a thousand, which is memorable line from this attraction. Pick me. <laughs> no, you don't want them to pick you. <laughs> I'll be the happy haunt. Stay forever. Haunted mansion. Yeah. Hang out. That's why people spread their ashes there. It never ends well. <laughs> So a couple more rooms you go through, a greenhouse, there's that, that's where that coffin is, and there's someone tr trying to get out. I guess you guys had that Existencio's little voice there. Yeah. That's Let me out. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> and the sounds you're hearing, uh, again, it's very dark. There's lots of banging and creepy voices, ghost-like noises, and... You see some clocks that are turning backward, and the dials are all off. Yeah, the number 13. Number 13 at the top. Yeah, and um, before you get into this next scene, still when you're still around um, the library area, there's that hidden Donald, right? There's like yeah. a chair, and the cushions of the chair are outlined in such a way that it's, it's known to be a hidden Donald. Yeah, that was always... Uh, that's on your right side. Creepy looking to me, and I never even put two in... I never thought when I... I never thought it was a Donald. I know, I can't wait to go back. Until I heard that it was a hidden Donald, you know, a few years ago, <laughs> and then now I'm like, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, hidden Donald. So, all right, that's like your little tour of the mansion. The hidden and then Donald the next... book compared to the hidden Mickey book is just like one. One page. Just like A and <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and there's like a hidden Pascal. There's like a... Hidden, they like hide little all kinds of characters all over the place. Ooh, where's the hidden Pascal? So, I think it's at the tangled bathrooms. Oh, cute. Anyway, so uh, so I say the first segment is your sort of tour through the mansion, and then the second segment I think is Leota here, who is the fortune teller. Her face appears on the crystal ball, and she is summoning the spirits for you. So, uh, as the ghost host says, all the ghosts have been dying to meet you, and they're having trouble getting through. And the joke is that Madame Leota has a remarkable head for materializing the disembodied. Oh. In fact, she herself is disembodied. <laughs> she's just a head yeah. which appears on the crystal ball. <laughs> well, yeah, I always wondered how they did that that trick because well, keep wondering because I'm not going to Google it you. if you're curious. <laughs> <laughs> But imagine something to do with serpents and spiders, tail of a rat. Golden the spirits, wherever they're at. <laughs> Goblins and ghoulies from last Halloween. Awaken the spirits with your tambourine. 
<laughs> I love that part. Hey, Allison, do you know who did that voice? Oh, I think so. It sounds a lot like Maleficent. Yes. And she also voiced Cinderella's stepmother. Oh, yeah. Oh, Lady Tremaine? Yeah. yeah. Eleanor Aldley. Who's that? That's her name. That's the lady. Oh, the actress's name. Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a great part. Some more great uh, narratives. Great memorable lines. Awaken the spirits with your tambourine. Rap on a table. It's time to respond. Send us a message from somewhere beyond. <laughs> nice. Very good. She's now, I, I definitely like this Madame Leota better than the Jennifer Tilly version of Madame oh, Leota. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I want to talk about that. <laughs> I think we'll hear some more about that later. I, yes. Yes. We had some, our podcast, we had some brave volunteers <laughs> to take on a very dangerous mission. Fool's job! <laughs> okay, so back to the attraction here. I just want to wrap up, sort of. After Leota, another popular, memorable scene is the ballroom, which we'd love to not tell you the <laughs> secrets behind it. Oh, can I say? Really, the secret. Oh. Yes, you can. Sorry, let me just say, it's something from the turn of the century, so pretty pretty impressive. Yeah, I love this scene, and uh, I will say that the secret here behind uh, the ghosts is that they have received your sympathetic vibrations and are beginning to materialize. So that's how it happens. Yeah. Just, just, they just... don't tell anybody I told you. It's <laughs> a... Uh... Well, it's, it's a kind progressive of... mansion. Yeah, so <laughs> fun fact. It's so progressive that all the uh the ladies are leading all the dances. What? Yeah. Wow. Wonder how that happened. The ladies are the lead. Who knew? Out of the way, Mr. Fancy Shoes. I'm leading. <laughs> yeah, very progressive. And then the next scene you see the bride. Bride. The bride. the bride. The bride, you see. <laughs> the bride, the groom, and the tassels are me. Tassels. I don't know. Singing about the curtains. <laughs> <laughs> so, after the bride, it starts to get fun. And I think this is sort of like the main scene of the ride is the graveyard scene. And the song starts. Yeah. The crypt doors crack and the tombstones quake. Spooks come out for a swinging wake. Happy, Happy haunts materialize. materialize and begin to vocalize. Grimgrim ghosts come out to Not socialize. socialize. This song is so catchy. I love it. I know. And then you go, so you go through the graveyard and all the crazy graveyard things that could happen in a graveyard, which aren't too scary, it's sort of kind of funny, are all happening around you. Things popping out from everywhere. Yeah, this part is interesting. It's kind of wild. There's so much going on. Yeah, and you and you can't really. I always try to like take in all the things that I can, and then end up getting scared by something jumping up right in front of me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Till they get yeah. you. This part, this part is so Mark Davis, you guys. Pan into it the is. distance and then pop right in front of your face. And it's so funny because I there. I guess there's a lot of people who had the same thought as me, and I swear this is an original thought. I, that I thought, like, you know, when I was in high school, maybe even before that, is that one of the busts, one of the singing busts looked like Leslie Nielsen. Yeah. Apparently that is 
a consensus that's shared among a lot of Disney fans. <laughs> a lot of people think that it is him, um, although it is not, sadly. But <laughs> it still looks so much like him. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I thought the same thing. But also did read uh, recently that is it is not Leslie Nielsen. <laughs> yes, Leslie was... Shirley, you can't be serious. <laughs> Don't ever call me Shirley. So, uh, other things in the graveyard are singing busts. There's a hidden Mickey on one of the... Someone's holding, like, a lantern on a on a stick. Not a stick, but a pole. Yeah, the the guy with the dog, the groundskeeper. Is that where it is? It's the only person holding a stick with the thing. Is he all scared (laughs) with his dog? I don't know. I know it's on the right at the end. Oh, no, no, it's not that one. Not that one. Okay. So, also, there's a hidden Mickey in there somewhere toward the end at the right. Somebody is holding something. Oh. <laughs> there's a hidden Mickey on it. Uh, I'll have to... Maybe I'll tweet if you guys really care. I'll tweet about what it is just to confirm. The first and... set in from the right, right? At the dining room table? The plates? Uh, oh, that's another well, that, hidden yeah. Mickey. Yeah, that we skipped one's... that one. Yeah, that one's in the Which ballroom. Which is, as I understand an unofficial hidden mickey because i (laughs) because a cast member just did it one day or something yeah yeah what makes it so hidden mickeys are either official hidden mickeys or unofficial hidden mickeys yeah Yeah, official equals disney makes money off them in a book or a cast member did it (laughs) i don't know Uh, okay good question i have no idea that's my guess not to socialize yeah, that part of the graveyard scene is just so, so much fun. And that was something that I definitely enjoyed so much when I was a little kid. Seeing yeah. all those things pop out. And, the, and then the... Oh, you got to go on this when you were a little kid? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you mean you didn't go to Magic Kingdom and your brother goes on Space Mountain and your dad's like, don't worry, I'll take you on this adult ride. It's haunted. And I was like, oh, that's so great. And he's like, 45 minute wait. Just kidding. <laughs> and then Aww. we never went on it. So, womp, womp, womp. I could have went on, like, the OG Haunted Mansion and then went on it again in 06. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. It's still still pretty awesome, right? You told me earlier tonight, you said, yeah, definitely it was really cool even when you went on it for the first time as an adult. Yeah. I remember being scared. Allison, were you scared when you were little? I don't remember. I don't remember being scared. Stretchy room. I definitely remember being scared, especially the stretchy room part. <laughs> In fact, I think I might have, Dad might have a story of me screaming when they yeah, cut Laura the Yeah, Laura was a fraidy cat. Yeah. What do you mean was? I know. <laughs> I watched a scary movie the other day and gave myself a nightmare. <laughs> um, I love the part up. where, I, I love how in the graveyard scene you sort of come in backwards. Yeah. <laughs> and then they turn you around to be like, Here's what's happening now. Right. <laughs> this is this is it. Yeah, you got it's to like see it. They directed a whole show, you know. They were able to direct your attention all over the attraction, you know, wherever they wanted you to look, you were turned in that direction. It's pretty cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like just like they had intended, they actually went out and did it, and they really do. Yeah. Direct you where they want you to be directed. And then so after the great right when you exit the graveyard, Ghost Host returns. Uh, there's a little matter I forgot to mention. Beware of hitchhiking ghosts. Ooh. <laughs> so he's serious. There's a ghost that is going to hitchhike into your doom buggy 
shortly. That part, I love that part. That yeah, gets me, me too. Every time. I know. And I we always used to not want the fat one. Yeah. <laughs> Aww. And we would, it was usually me, you, and mom, so it was usually someone was sitting on top of us, sitting yeah. on someone's lap. Uh-huh. And then Sheesh. they redid it, right? Didn't they, they redid it, and they were a little bit more interactive, weren't they? They kind of bop you on the head, and yeah. they do mm -hmm. all those naughty, naughty like ghost things. Yeah. Interesting. I think... Such a great ride. I think the hitchhiking ghosts... Probably just for the the summer that I was in the pin game. Oh yeah. The hitchhiking ghosts in Haunted Mansion are definitely like OG pin collector. Like this is what we're after. We want hitchhiking ghosts. We want Haunted the Mansion. The gold. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they are such an iconic Mind part of the attraction. Gold. And there's a lot of iconic components of that attraction, but the hitchhiking ghosts seem to be the one that sticks with most people. They're kind of yeah, like they're eights. sort of like the the mascots of that attraction. Yeah. Especially because the ghost host doesn't have a face. <laughs> Although I will say, some people think that the ghost host is the guy hanging from the rafters in the stretching room scene. And oh. yeah, they also, and some people think that that's Master Gracie. So there's like this whole character master gracie that they it's it kind of tied into the haunted mansion movie with eddie murphy actually is master gracie was uh the guy who hung himself from the top of the mansion and then they constructed this awful story around the uh the master of the master of the house keeper of the key keeper of the inn oh. <laughs> i like key better <laughs> Uh, one more thing, one more thing about the attraction, and then I want you guys to pick up on that Eddie Murphy movie. Oh gosh! You guys did some crack research. <laughs> so, after the hitchhiking ghosts, then you see little Leota, who is that little yeah, uh, which is not Madame Leota, but it's like a little Leota, You'll and she be. says, "Hurry back," which we always say on on yeah, at the end yeah. of the show. Be sure to bring your death certificate. She might be the scariest to, to me. I don't know. Make final arrangements now. Like a doll's eyes. <laughs> There's also a shadowy ghost. It kind of looks like the Grim Reaper figure in the the cemetery. I'm sorry, the graveyard scene that I swear I just noticed. I, th I think it's been there all along, but I just noticed it within the past couple years, and it's super freaky. I just feel like you said, Allison, there's always something to look at in that scene. Yeah, I always yeah. notice new stuff every yeah. time. So, you guys went into the trenches. Oh. Yeah. did some investigative journalism. You went where no journalist would go before. I know this is a podcast for children, but we've seen some bleep. <laughs> yeah. It, okay, it started out okay. Uh, I will give it uh, that. Wait, wait, uh, do little background what did you what did you all right see? so first oh, of all sorry. i, I disagree saw. it didn't start out okay because okay, so the introduction is all this cgi floating crap everywhere that is so rough edged and so bad the cgi is pretty bad but okay wait just to backtrack wait. andrew and i watched the haunted mansion sorry. movie starring eddie murphy from 2003 came out i feel like they 
put this together super quickly after Pirates came out because Pirates had, Pirates had so much success. They definitely did that. And they just wanted to yeah. do another another type of movie. Definitely like Pirates, did that. Although like a Saturday Night Live movie. Haunted Mansion cannot hold a candle to the first Pirates movie, in my opinion. Hold a candle? Huh. Didn't they have a CGI yeah. a problem hold with it. the CGI candle? CGI flame. <laughs> oh my gosh. I think my... So I wrote down here, too much CGI... <laughs> Okay, there's a scene where they're walking up to the mansion and the mansion is entirely CGI. <laughs> Everything is fake. And it looks like, for a couple of scenes in the movie, I was saying to Andrew, like, they're not in front of a green screen, are they? Like, they're really in this room because it really looks like they're just in front of a green screen. <laughs> it's definitely, I think the whole movie was shot in front of a green screen with, yeah. like, the worst CGI oh ever. Yeah, it had kind of like a classic comedy beginning. Like, there was some fun, like, Eddie Murphy, I feel like, did an okay job with what he was given. A realtor who's just too obsessed yeah, with his work. I know, but he's funny. Like, the jokes are pretty funny. We were laughing in the beginning, and it kind of was like, as soon as they got to the mansion, it took a turn. Yeah. And you could kind of start seeing, like, the weird weirdness of the plot even beforehand, because his wife gets a call from Master Gracie saying, come and check. She's a realtor as well. They're a husband and wife team. Evas <laughs> and Evas. Yeah. She gets a call to visit this property, and they want her to come alone, and she doesn't think anything's weird mm. about that. And they bring their kids, and <laughs> it's bizarre. And I feel like they, honestly, they spent their entire budget on Eddie Murphy. Yeah. That there was no, there was nothing left for There were a CGI. lot of scenes that the actresses or actors, like, they needed to be reshot, like, real bad. Yeah. Like, yeah. some of them, it was like, but I, you shouldn't. Like, it was, like, that bad. It was like, nope, nope. Go just, back, reread it. Just real bad acting, and maybe that was because of a bad script. I don't know. I really wanted to... The story was terrible. I really wanted to like it, but yeah, the story was bad. They tried to pull in, like, everything that they could... Yeah. ...from the ride. So, like, the tombstones, the graveyard, the... The bus. They had Madame Leota there, naturally, but... Yeah, I agree. They they definitely tried to just... Cr it's like they were like, what's a loose plot? Like, what's a crappy plot? We can jam all of these scenes wow. into it. It was. It's not like pirates where it was just inspired by the ride, and man, maybe a couple like couple scenes in there as a, as an homage to the original attraction. But this was definitely like let's jam a story into this attraction. I mean, uh, cool for weird. kids. Kids would like it. I'd yeah, say like twelve and under. Yeah, the kids were good. The kid, the kids, Eddie Murphy's kids. Yeah, they, they were, were okay. They were cute. But I feel like it's more of a and yeah, definitely a made-for-TV movie. movie. It should have been. Yeah. You I give agree. it how many uh, rases out of out of five? <laughs> I want to say two. Two out of five what? rases. I give it like at maybe one ras. Oh. <laughs> it got it pretty cringy towards the end. It's pretty bad. The story's terrible. The acting's terrible. The CGI stinks. Everything's shot in front of a green screen. No one can act. Eddie Murphy the premise is stupid. He tried. Come on. All it was the kids was one were good. Liners, the wife was not good. Day. She. The wife was. The wife, real bad. and she was <laughs> significantly visibly younger than him. By like twenty-five. Years. I had to Google it because I was like, she looks like she's twenty years old, and he's like forty-five. <laughs> anyway. So I think your <laughs> kids were like twelve. Review is one and a half out of five. Yeah, well, I'll go with that. One and a half Who, roses. Can we compromise? Yeah. One and a half roses. You get. You get one and a half Wazowski eyes. That's the Philhar <laughs> podcast rating system. 
The Roz. I how like many it. how many white froze you get? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for taking one for the so, team. Yeah, I'd say I just someone's I gotta don't recommend do it. the dirty work. I wait for the new one. Yeah, I'm anxiously awaiting the Guillermo del Toro one. If that's going to happen, rumor has it. It's still in the works, so I'm, I'm anxiously awaiting a much a, a movie that can do the attraction justice. Yeah, I feel like the movie really kind of spit on the attraction a little bit. Yes, yeah, or I felt 100%. like it was that bad. I, well, I only saw it one time, like when it first came out, probably, and yeah. just felt like it really did gave me like a. I feel like it didn't do the like you were saying. It should do the original attraction justice, and it really kind of was a slap in the face to the original right. attraction. Pirates yeah. of the Caribbean. After you watch it, you're like, "Oh man, this is so good and so well thought mm-hmm. out. I'd really like to go and see what inspired this movie." Yeah. With Haunted Mansion, you're like, "Huh." All yeah. Right, so Even there was that. a part where she has to marry Master Gracie because she looks like. First of all, that's kind of like a plot <laughs> from the Haunting. Remember with um. Well, anyway, she looks. She resembles the the guy's mistress or wife or whatever. Anyway, they have to get married, and she's dressed. She's supposed to be dressed up in this. I mean, I don't know, late 1800s, early 1900s style dress, and it just looks so like they just went to the Halloween, the the, the Halloween pop-up. store. Yeah, one of those pop up <laughs> Halloween stores. Just got like cheap gloves like wedding and dress a bad dress. With jewels. Yeah, and it's like, come on, they could have put a little bit more money into the costume. Didn't fit. Bunch of stuff. Yeah. It was terrible. Yeah. Two Rosses. Get out of here with two <laughs> Rosses. A Ross and a half. A Ross and a mole. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. we definitely yeah. took one for the team, Allison. Yeah, I, I commend you. I'll be... I'm next on the chopping block. I feel like I aged. <laughs> yeah, what can we make you watch? <laughs> I, don't I don't know. You can make I me don't... drink some Beverly... Oh, yeah. <laughs> or something. Beverly. Nasty. Do you think that's like a, a just a silly joke or that's a real soda that exists? I think it's real. It's real. It's gotta the be. The Beverly? Yeah. <laughs> Do we have time Turtle. for a roundup? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the roundup. Andy's Roundup. Andy's Roundup. Come on and gather round. Andy's Roundup. Where nobody wears a frown. That guy's go running. Whenever he's in town, he's the rootin'est, tootin'est, shootin'est, hootin'est cowboy around. Andy's Roundup. Guys, welcome to Andy's Roundup, the spooky edition. Any questions? (laughs) So, obviously Haunted Mansion, you know, I kind of want to do a two-parter here. It's easy though, not like last time. So, number one, what you think is the spookiest, not what you like the most, but what you think is the spookiest part of the Haunted Mansion ride in Walt Disney World. And part two, who would you replace Eddie Murphy with to give this movie a fighting chance? Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> what if you think Eddie Murphy did an okay job? <laughs> uh, 
I've been saying this since the beginning. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Couldn't save the sinking ship. Yeah. <laughs> oh, spookiest part. Shoot. Well. Mm. Hmm. Oh, little Leota scares the crap out of me. Yeah, that's because you can creepy. barely. The wind is something wisping around her, and you. Ugh, I don't like little Leota. She's little Leota. I like that nickname. I think regular Madame Leota's pretty scary. Yeah. But I want just her the the kind of old timiness to her voice. I guess she's got that distinct spooky voice. Although I don't know if it's if I'd say it's the scariest part. Hmm. I'm going to say the when you first enter the the ride and you're going through down that corridor with the hall of portraits and you're kind of starting to get the feeling of the eeriness and it's so spooky and you're seeing the door handles, the knockers and they're shaking yeah. and the floating candelabra and that whole, those couple, couple scenes in the beginning are super freaky to me. Yeah, I, I like how you say that because in the beginning is really where it's like, you're not sure what it's going to be, if it's going to be scary, if it's going to be funny. And yeah. knowing this now that there was sort of a battle between the scary and the funny. Yeah. Uh, this is the scary part. The wallpaper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just, I like it. It's a good pick. I, and the stretching room is scary too. I don't know. That's me. I'm all about oh. the cue. The stretching room is scary. I'm oh, I always get scared with, with the hanging body and the, and the ceiling. Because yeah. I feel like a lot of people miss that. And I am always right, front row looking up, the whole waiting for it to come. And then I always get scared. Yeah. Stretchy room, definitely. Or that yeah. very beginning where you see the aging portrait. Even that is impressive. Or it... what about if you go on at nighttime and like there's fog is like rolling off the rivers of America and yeah. in the the queue is kinda creepy. Yeah. For sure. It's all scary. I know, and the music the music is creepy. As the moon climbs higher, arrive with a midnight spree. Creepy creeps with eerie eyes. Start to shriek and harm my mind. <laughs> Grim grinning okay, ghost so... cannot do social advice. <laughs> hey, oh, oh who would replace Eddie Murphy? Hmm. Mm. Gotta think, 03. Whoa, just... nobody. <laughs> just put Johnny Depp in it. Call it a day. <laughs> right. You gotta Johnny think. Johnny Depp's like you gotta the band-aid. Think whose soul is owned? We got Tom Hanks, Tim Allen. <laughs> Yeah, who do we own? <laughs> oh, Tim Allen could for we... sure. But I feel like oh, though, no. you couldn't put anyone in that role to make no it better. Tim it's, it's a. It's, it's a, a... Allison. Tim Allen would crush this role. No, he wouldn't. Wait, I think Laura, one liner perfect galore. for the role. Is the problem is Laura that... wants to bring Eddie Murphy back. I know. Laura loves the Eddie Murphy version. I don't. <laughs> no, two no, roses. No, no, no. <laughs> Eddie Murphy does the absolute best you could possibly do with the character that is given to him. Yeah, because every line that he said, like every sentence, was probably like at least seventeen hundred dollars. Yeah, but I'm saying that he he, he gave I'd it his all. You can't, and so nobody else could step into that role and do a better job because the role itself sucks. You know what I mean? The purgatory of roles? It's, <laughs> it's a bad role because the script is just bad. Oh, script. The read-through. You gotta know to not take this movie. Well, he could have read the first portion, remember? We were like, that's funny, that was cool. It's like, so picture this stopped. crappy candelabra. <laughs> right? The flame is a square. <laughs> It's going to float from one end of the screen to the other. 
And then why couldn't they just film you're going to show up in your BMW. Opera. You ready? Hmm. So I'm going to argue. What about who else do we own? We own Patrick Warburton. Can we have him oh, do it? Oh, yeah. Oh, he might be good. David Putty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's he going to do? He's a pilot. <laughs> yeah. Gary Sinise. That's right. Gary Sinise. He is one of our pilots. <laughs> what pilots do we have on their payroll? <laughs> <laughs> The guy from Dinosaur. Oh, yeah. It's funny because... Not our dino. I was going to say Tim Allen the whole time. I think Tim Allen would it's crush it. It's very Tim it. Allen, but... Again. <laughs> Bring back Drew Carey. Oh, Drew oh. Carey. Resign him. Skinny Drew. Oh, I like Skinny Drew Carey. Yeah, he's a good Drew Carey. Yeah, I think I think Drew Carey. Yeah. I don't know. No, I'm gonna say Eddie Murphy, present day. <laughs> <laughs> I want a more aged wow. Eddie. <laughs> no, maybe a younger. Can you imagine Eddie Murphy. calling Eddie Murphy back? <laughs> right. All right. Listen. So Haunted Mansion Two. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. <laughs> He's already hung He's up. Like, yeah. Wait. It's like dial tone. Haunted Mansion Two, a pre-haunting. <laughs> it's a prequel, you see. He'll be, he will definitely say no to that. Speaking of Haunted Mansion 2, um, Toy Story 4 and Incredibles 2. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Coming out soon. Yeah. But that's not spooky. Hanks and Allen. Right? But that's not Love spooky. Love them. <laughs> Any Mansion questions? Spooky. <laughs> Haunted Mansion is spooky. Such a classic Disney attraction. Love it. Must do. Always a One must of our do. faves. Definitely. If you can do it at night, even better. Summer must. Do not skip. Yes. Oh, also, yeah, you have to do it at night. Yes. At least. It's just well, not right during the day. You can do it during the day and during at night. And then right. Yeah, we recommend doing it twice. <laughs> as many do times. Do it as many times as you can. As you can, yes. Extra magic hour that ride. <laughs> Fast, pass, plus. Rope Drop Haunted Mansion. <laughs> <laughs> Master Gracie. He's like... Yes, it does have fast pass. <laughs> Cray. So, oh, social media stuff. We have uh, an Instagram, Facebook, Disney Philhar Podcast, and Twitter, Snapchat. Dis Philhar Pod. D-I-S-P-H-I-L-H-A-R-P-O-D. So, follow along with our weekly theme. And I'm trying to post pictures... That correspond. Ooh. Although it's hard to take pictures in the Haunted Mansion, so we probably don't have too many. Yeah, that's a good good point. We'll have to rustle up some pics. We definitely have... Oh, right. We haven't... Well, no flash photography allowed, so... Beast spirits are frightfully sensitive to bright lights. Yes, that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Please, kindly watch your step. Oh, yes. And no flash pictures, please. And then do not pull down on the safety bar. And then as soon as he tells you about the pictures, grab that grab that lap bar and you pull that down with all your might. No, don't no, do don't. that. Don't get, do that. Get in trouble. Don't upset I the ghost host. My, actually, Little one of my Leota favorite... coming for you. One of my favorite parts of this ride is it's got to be the ghost host himself because yeah, he's so polite yet scary and so, so it's freaky. But, you know, at the very end, for example... He says, and a ghost may follow you home. And then, kindly watch your step. <laughs> like he, he's cool. 
Yeah, that that goes to awesome Halloween episode, guys. Yeah, last Halloween episode, back to Yay. regular non-spooky. You won't have to hear us say spooky. Yeah, no more. We'll say it all now. Spooky, right? And don't worry, in December spooky, spooky. it's going to be a merry podcast. Whoa, yeah. <laughs> this might be an appropriate episode to say hurry back. Ooh. Hurry back. So hurry back. We would like your company. <laughs> Wizards and witches, wherever you dwell, give us a hint. By ringing a bell. Ring, 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 ring. Bye-bye. 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 Oh. <laughs> Hurry back. Woo! Uh, yeah, be sure to bring that death certificate. Okay, yeah. okay. okay bye. Uh, yeah, you better bring that. Don't forget that. Uh, or else, nope. We need the paperwork. No PTO. <laughs>